Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Folks, I did not think this was possible. I did not think it was possible for Joseph Biden in 2022 to campaign less, less for Democrats in the midterms than he actually did for himself in 2020, which was basically zero, by the way, as we've gone through and documented quite extensively here on this program. And I got some... Stuff to share with you this uh, this Monday. Hope you had a good weekend, by the way. Email Todd at ToddFShow.com. Questions, thoughts, feedback, opinions, adoration, and praise. Always accepted at that email, Todd at ToddFShow.com. And I want to jump right into it today. I, as I said off the top, I didn't think. I say this half-jokingly because, you know, you shouldn't... Uh, Maybe you don't campaign as hard for other folks as you do yourself. I don't know, but it's all turned on its head with COVID and the way that Biden won the presidency with him, you know, having him hidden in the closet, hidden in the basement, down there with Hillary's server probably in the bathroom closet where she thought it was safe, safely locked away behind three walls and a door. She locked it. She wiped it with the cloth, she told us, during Uh, One of those stupid press conferences or whatever she had several years ago. But I didn't think, given all we went through in 2020 um, with with campaigns and and, and Biden hiding and all this sort of stuff, right, where they just demonized the president, got everybody, well, not everybody, but enough people or I don't want to go through the whole election thing at the moment, but the numbers show 80 million votes for Biden. Incidentally... Incidentally, I was going to get to this a little bit later, but maybe I should start there. How did this guy supposedly win 80 million plus votes in the, what, of the popular vote? How did he win 80 million votes? 80, almost 81. Maybe it was 81. Let me, let me look here at the numbers. This is, yeah, 81,282,916 votes. That's what we're supposed that's what we've been told. I'm looking at the official numbers here. Biden, 306 electoral votes. Trump, 232 electoral votes. Percentages, Biden won 51.3%. Whatever. Trump won 46.9% of the popular vote. Trump, by the way, 74,223,369 votes. Biden wins by, what is that, uh, seven, 7 million votes. So... How does a guy who wins, who supposedly just over a year ago, wins 81 million votes? 81 million. By the way, do you know how many more votes that is uh, for Biden than it was for Hillary Clinton in 2016? I'll give you a second to make your guesses. Raise your hands and I'll call upon. No, but just go ahead and come up with a number you think or you remember. Maybe some of you know this total number of 
Oz, do you know how many votes Clinton Hillary won in 2016? Oz says no. She doesn't even want to take a guess. I understand. But what if I told you? Where'd that go? I had that pulled up here. There it is. In 2016, four years before Trump lost to Biden, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton won 65,853,514 votes. That Those were the counts in 2016. Donald Trump won just shy of 63 million. Of course, it's not the popular vote that elects a president. It's electoral votes. Trump won 304 to 227 in 2016. But how does Biden get $15 more votes, by the way, than the smartest, most competent candidate to ever grace planet Earth? That's, by the way, when I was in college, that's how they described Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, I remember remember one particular student in class, a female student, who said, Almost as a matter of fact, just as sure as the sun was had risen that morning, Hillary Clinton's the smartest woman <laughs> on the planet. Which my first question is, how do we measure this, right? How do we measure this? Who goes about measuring this? Probably someone Hillary Clinton has funded uh, at some point in their careers. <laughs> I don't know, but she's the most she's the most intelligent, most competent person on planet Earth. They literally said she was the smartest. I know they said woman alive. It might have been person alive. She was just, that's how they thought about Hillary. Talking about they, the the radical left, the, the wing of the radical left who thinks that people are can be basically gods. So how does Hillary Clinton get 15 million fewer votes than Joseph Biden? Now, you may have, someone listening may have a theory. I don't even, that's great. I don't even care about that at the moment. But here's my here's my question. Have you ever heard one coherent explanation of this fact? The fact that Biden received 16 million more votes than Hillary in 4 years. Have you heard one coherent explanation of this from the Wizards of Smart? One. I'll pause and just wait for anyone to chime in with with answers or responses to this. One coherent explanation. Folks, these are the same folks. These are the same uh, the same radical leftists who, you know, the, these wizards of smart, these prognosticators, these analysts, these people that make appearances and have shows on CNN and MSNBC and NBC and CBS. They write for places like the Washington Post and the New York Times and blah, blah, blah. Right? These people, the wizards are smart, as Rush used to call them. They're the same radicals, the same authoritarians who believe um, that they know how. They've got the, the solution, the political solution, to make sure that every single man and woman get paid an equal amount by their employer, however that's even calculated, on planet Earth today. These are the same people who know what the sea levels are going to be in 100 years, and also they understand and can tell you why they will be the levels that they are at in 100 years. Ironically, when they're not here, pay special attention to that. Pay special attention for predictions 
of things that happen after they're going to be dead and gone. That's even if it happens in their lifetime. Al Gore predicted the end of the world by now with global warming. I mean, this stuff has been it is mind boggling to me how many times we as an American people are going to fall for this stuff. But these are the same folks who've not given us an explanation as to why Hillary, excuse me, why Biden won six to 15 million more votes in four years than did Hillary Clinton. They've not even provided a single coherent explanation for this. But yes, they can explain. They can explain or they can come up with a policy that's going to make every single person, man and woman in the United States, probably the world, get paid equally for equal amount of work. These are the same people that can tell us what the sea levels are going to be in 100 years. These are the same people who think they know how to run every single industry in the United States today. Same people, you know, there's a problem in healthcare. They got the answer. There's a problem with energy. They got the answer. There's a problem with supply chain. They got the answer. Or they know who to blame, which I never, never, by the way, are the wizards of smart themselves. It's never the ex the experts it's never the politicians who you know implement these stupid policies and cause these problems many times for the american people and even outside of that they know how to do everything they really believe that they do there is no problem that they can't solve with your <laughs> with your tax dollars and with you sacrificing your liberty if you do those things, Dr. Fauci could solve. Dr. Fauci believes if you would quit whining about your freedom, he could literally make COVID go away. I'm sure someone's going to censor me for saying that. There's a little bit of tongue in cheek there, folks, but not much. This is how they think. This is how authoritarians, this is how the elite in today's radical left think. And my question to you as we look at the landscape, of 2022, and I'm going to go through and name some things today, share some things today that are happening, even on top of the stuff that I've been talking about here the past couple of weeks as we are now officially in an election year. They know how to do everything, right? They do. They act like they do. They don't, of course. They never do, ever, literally ever, because their ideology is not rooted in truth and reality. But why can't they tell us? If they have answers and solutions and explanations for everything else in this world, why can't they tell us how a guy who gets 80, 81 million votes, how do they explain how that guy who gets what is it, 16 million more votes than Hillary four years previously, how does he become the most, well, one of the most unpopular, if not the most unpopular president in modern times within the first 12 months of taking office. Why can't they do that? That's rhetorical because there is no answer. The answer, well, there is an answer, but I'm not sure most Americans, many Americans are, how much they want to hear some of these things. But I, even beyond the answer itself, why don't they even try? Why don't they even try? Have you heard them try? Because I haven't, and I pay attention. I haven't heard a coherent explanation as to why Biden was able to get out 16 more million people to vote for <laughs> vote for it. It is laughable to even consider this. 16 million more people voted for Biden than voted for Hillary Clinton four years previously. Why? If there's an explanation, explain it. Tell us why. And by the way, on top of that, on top of that, we're supposed to believe, we're supposed to believe that 
we have this awful, racist, terrible system, um, you know, a voting system in our nation, which they're trying to change that so that they can control that and make sure that they have some insurance, if you will. Voter fraud bill. It's not a voter right. What is it? The, what, they call it the Freedom to Vote Act. Give me, give me a break. Get, the, the number of people who voted based on those numbers, right? What is that? 81 million plus 74 million, 155 million, right? Is that is that right? Roughly. I mean, as that relates to other turnout throughout American history, whatever you think about those numbers, that's what they've told us. I mean, why are we supposed to suddenly believe that? I mean, the, these things aren't consistent, but it doesn't matter. They just push a narrative and people follow along. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why they try to change the narrative. I've got some some stuff to go through, but they don't even try to explain this. Folks, if I remember back in 2016, I distinctively remember looking at the numbers and – or not just the numbers, but I remember looking at listening to Russian collusion. You can go back and you can listen to this program. Go back to the podcast. ToddHuffShow.com slash podcast. Pick your favorite wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's not that hard if you've never done it. It's really simple to do. You can go back and comb through. You can go to our website and you can probably type in Russian collusion and go back, go back to the early days. I mean, I'm talking... Go back to January of 17 or February of 2017 and listen listen to how we responded on this program, whatever that is, five years ago. Is that what it is now? Five years ago. Just listen to how we responded to the allegations of Russian collusion, right? We presented an argument. We presented logic. We presented rational thought as to why that whole narrative, which I said from the beginning, was absolutely idiotic and stupid. That is not the way. It is not the way that what white-collar criminals or whatever, uh, people who are trying to overthrow an election, it is not how they do it. The last step in the process is not, as they want you to believe it was in the Trump-Russian collusion scandal, which led to his impeachment indirectly twice, directly once. They want you to believe the last step, the last step of this master plan is, let's turn it over to our ad campaign. <laughs> let's let the ad campaign go out there and change the minds of people, and we'll trick them. We'll trick them into voting for President Trump when they really want to and really should be voting for Hillary. We'll trick them. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life as it pertains to some sort of a fraudulent scheme and, you know, just this master plan. The last step is not, let's turn it over to our advertisers. Folks, give me a break. Give me a break. As I said back then, real real fraud, a real plan would have included ways to, I don't know, change the counts of votes or to let votes get counted that really shouldn't have been counted, things like that. Hmm. You can go back four years ago, five five years ago now, and you can find us saying that. But I'm telling you right now, you can search high and low. You can search anywhere you want, and you will not find, you will not find an attempt 
of any leftist, any Democrat, to explain why the charges or the questions, even not even charges, sometimes there's charges, but sometimes there's just questions. Hey, why did Biden get 99 or whatever the percentage of the vote was at 4 a.m. in all these states? Can anybody explain that to me? Have they ever? Well, they're the mail-in ballots. Okay, so you're telling me that 99 or whatever it was, I don't even remember, 98, 99% of those, every 100, there were two for Trump and 98 for Biden and they across the country? Like, I don't know. I mean, is that even statistically possible? But no one has even tried. No one has explained that. They haven't even tried. Why? Why haven't they tried to do that? Well, you could say they don't feel like they have to. You can say they don't have an answer. You can say they don't want to keep the narrative alive. You can say whatever whatever you want, but what is? why do you really, really think that? Again, I was on here explaining how Russian collusion was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard um, pushed upon the American people in quite some time from, from pretty much day one, from pretty much day one for lots of reasons. I mean, Pokemon Go ads, are you kidding me? You might remember some of my stories of me running into people playing Pokemon Go on trails as I ran or outside of my place where I get my hair cut. I almost on a couple of occasions asked who here was tricked into voting for Trump <laughs> by an ad you saw. On po- I mean, it's embarrassing to even have to utter these words, but they did it for four years. In fact, some of them are still doing it, which is ironic because you're not supposed to question the integrity of elections now or you get shut down. Unless it's the 2016 election and you've got carte blanche, you can say and do whatever you want. Folks, they've why don't they even try? Right? But we're supposed to believe, again, to set this up, I got to take a break a little bit long in this segment as per usual. But they want to set this up. It, the reality is we now see, by, people know Biden, and we'll go through some of these things, people know Biden is a liability in 2022. His approval numbers are down. He's We're literally evacuating, preparing to evacuate our embassy in Ukraine now in the wake of Biden basically saying, yeah, if it's a minor incursion by Russia, you know, maybe maybe we won't respond. I don't know, sort of thing. Remember that last week we talked about that? Trump never did that. We never had to abandon our embassies because Trump was on the verge of, of starting a war with this rhetoric or at least allowing for a war, that quite, folks, that's quite literally happening right before our very eyes, or at least the stage is being set for that because of some irresponsible rhetoric from the president of the United States by someone who has no business taking the podium, leading this country, explaining anything, making any statement on behalf of this country. It is a, Rand Paul was right. It's a dangerous thing if people are listening I have chuckle, but I have him deadly serious about this because it consequences. There can be massive, massive consequences from this. But we're supposed to believe a little over 12 months ago, whatever it was, 14 months ago, this guy got 81 million votes. And now people don't even want to campaign with him. And now they're changing their agenda right before our very eyes. Nobody wants to see this guy run again. It is a disaster, a debacle, a dumpster fire, and I've got to take a break. So that's the stage. Why don't they explain it? How does Biden get 81 million more votes than Hillary? 
I'm sorry, 16 million more votes than Hillary. He had 81 million. She had 65 million in four short years. How does that guy who pulls that off without campaigning and within 12 months becomes nothing more than a political liability? How does someone explain that? How? How in the world does one explain that? These are logical, fair questions. And if there's an answer, I'd love to hear it because I haven't even heard one single person try to explain it other than to say, oh, you're undermining the election or whatever they say. Just explain it. Just do your best because, folks, I think when they give us their best, it's going to be probably laughable, at least in parts, if not in whole. I've got to take a uh, quick break here. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. my friends. So we're just going through a couple of things here. I got a lot of things that I've got in the stack of stuff here today, but um, the Democrats' troubles continue. Biden is actually campaigning less for Democrats in 2022 than he did for himself in 2020, which was basically zero non-existent campaign. And we all know, according to the, the final numbers, Biden got 81 million, Trump got 74 million, I'm rounding, and that's 16 million more than Hillary. Biden had 81, Hillary had 65, that's 16 million roughly votes more for Biden than for Hillary. My question is off the top, and I will continue to ask this question until I get an, an answer well, a reasonable, rational answer. How did Biden get 16 million more votes? How did he get 16 million more votes? And then, part two, and then have get to the point to where he is a political liability within 12 months. How, how does one explain this away? I really mean this. And folks, I'm not saying anything other than explain that. Right, I mean that you have people saying, "Oh, you're just trying to say this was a fraud." I'm I'm asking for an explanation. Don't try to move the goalposts on me. Just explain, explain this. What is the explanation? I haven't, as I said last segment, even heard anyone remotely try to do this. Right, and so now, whatever whatever the answer to that question is going to be. Now, the reality is Democrats are now acknowledging that their policies are unpopular. In fact, according to the Washington Examiner here, they're moving to kind of quietly change their agenda. That's right. Biden, here's, here's headline Washington Examiner uh, over, over the weekend. I think this was Saturday. Democrats pivot to second tier agenda. Democrats now entering the second year in control of both Congress and the White House are beginning to fill the legislative calendar with a less ambitious agenda that veers far from the liberal wish list that the party had hoped to pass into law by now. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wrote to fellow Democrats on Friday to outline some of the legislative plans for the year ahead. The list virtually left out all of the major campaign promises made by Democrats and President Joe Biden, such as free preschool, free community college, 
a pathway to citizenship for millions of illegal immigrants, expanded Medicare, and the implementation of green energy policies meant to end the use of fossil fuels and curb carbon emissions. All of those proposals were met with defeat during Biden's first year in office, and much of it was quashed, not by Republicans, but by centrists in the Democratic-led Congress. That would include primarily... Front and center would be Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. By the way, you may have seen Kirsten Cinema is being censored. That's right, folks. Censored by her party, by the Arizona Democrat Party. She's being censored for not supporting the filibuster to push through um, the Freedom to Vote Act. And I'm not going to read you the stupid letter by the Democrat Party there in the state of Arizona, but they're going to go to the extremes of, well, it's all for show. There's nothing, (laughs) it's just a formal reprimand, which if I, well, I don't want to say if I was Kirsten Sinema, I wouldn't be in her position for many, many many reasons, but um, who cares, right? But they're taking the step that the, they're making the move to, to censor her for not supporting the the end of the filibuster so they could ram through the Freedom to Vote Act. So now we found out that on top of that, now that they've stopped trying to, well, they've kind of, they've given up. They've given up on, I, I want to be, I'm very cautious here. They never give up. The left never sleeps. The left never capitulates. The left will continue to push for their radical agenda no matter what it takes. They do this in their sleep. They, This is why they want to infiltrate places like colleges and universities. This is why they want to control the media and Hollywood because if, it's, if the American people are not ready to accept it yet, they'll just gradually soften us up without us even knowing. They'll soften us up through movies and entertainment. More and more people have become aware of this or they'll directly... Uh, deal with that in college, at uh, at the university, as some might say, and they'll gradually try to move that opinion through public schools. They'll push things like uh, Black Lives Matter or the sixteen nineteen project or whatever it is, critical race theory, pretending like they don't do it, acting like oh, I can't believe you would accuse us of ever doing such a thing. And I'm not saying it's every teacher, but it happens. It is undeniable that it happens. But yet, that's what they do. And so if they can't push it through, they'll be happy to go back and see what they can do and you know if they can move the needle through these other avenues over the course of time. That being said, that being said, um, they would love to push these things through, but they see that they can't. They're in a, they're in a pickle here. It's also an election year, and so they're trying to to look more reasonable or at least not like complete utter lunatics. Um, as they head into the midterms here in about, what is it, 10 months now? Is that right? 10 months? Yeah, 10 months. So that's what's going on. Their policies aren't popular. They've got a president who's incredibly unpopular. They're <laughs> they're censoring their uh, moderate senator, at least in the state of Arizona. Few folks want to see Biden run again, which that's, of course par for the course. Biden's approval in some some polls are down at 33%. 33%. 33% from the guy that somehow 
got 81 million people excited to go cast a ballot for him. We, we shared earlier that Biden's gaffe about a minor incursion by Russia into Ukraine may not really be dealt with. So we're now having to evacuate the U.S. embassy. I'm not implying that that's necessarily directly related, but it certainly didn't help, right? It certainly didn't help. It kind of opened the door, and now we're it almost looks like we're saying, well, crap, we've created a problem for ourselves. We better get our people out of there, which I guess kudos to them for deciding to do that this time instead of handling it like they handled Afghanistan. But there's certainly ways. I mean, this let's just let's hope and pray it doesn't get to something like that again. But again, when politics are in, uh, when when politics are in the equation, these folks will do whatever. They'll do some really bad things. They'll do some really bad things to avoid having to acknowledge that there was a problem. I mean, look back to Benghazi. That, to me, is one of the worst, if not the worst, example. So that is – and we've got Bill Maher out there. Bill Maher, I'm not going to play the soundbite, but he's he's basically saying Biden should be a more ceremonial – uh, almost like, I guess, a Queen Elizabeth ceremonial role, which why would you want Biden as a ceremonial role? You know, I tell you what, for the comedic factor, maybe that's what he's hoping for. Maybe he's hoping to watch Biden, you know, try to light candles and carry wreaths and, you know, give speeches and, you know, whatever, pep rallies or whatever else Biden does. Mess words up left and right. He's calling for a more ceremonial role. Because America has lost faith in Biden. Yes, America has lost faith in Biden. I'm not sure America ever had faith in Biden. Kind of goes to my larger question here this morning. How did we get here? How does a guy get 16 more million votes than Hillary and then in 12 months become arguably one of the least popular presidents, if not the most unpopular president in in modern times? How did this how did this happen? What are the explanations? Anyway, they're in a pickle. They're in a bind. They know it. It seems to get worse and worse by the minute. The market had trouble last week as well. Folks, this is not looking good for the Democrats, which it's not just political. I mean, to me, it's good to see they're having to deal with the consequences of their idiotic policies. But these things are hurting average Americans. Hurting average Americans are hurting their pocketbook with inflation with the market, it's hurting people and their, you know, their kids with things like over-the-top mask policies in schools in some places, um, critical race theory being pressed upon them, all sorts of things. I'm long again. Quick time out, my friends. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. <laughs> My friends, by the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Midwest Tax Group. Been sharing that with you a lot lately because it is tax season. That's right. You're going to have to. You're going to have to turn your taxes in. That's just the way that it works after you have your taxes completed and filed. And some folks do them themselves, but not everybody can do that. Sometimes it just makes a lot of sense to have the advice and expertise of of someone that can 
walk through that with you, make sure that you're getting all the deductions and walking you through all the just important steps of filing taxes and how to fill those out and all those sorts of things. So if that describes you, if you're looking and thinking, hey, I need to really find someone to help with our taxes this year, consider reaching out to Jody and his team at Midwest Tax Group. Visit them online, MW, MW for Midwest, taxgroup.com, MWtaxgroup.com, 317-288-5260, 317-288-5260. Be sure you tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So, folks, I want to just kind of come back here and summarize, wrap up, and then change gears throughout the rest of the the, the time here on the program. But how on earth did a guy who got 16 million more votes than Hillary four years before when she ran against Trump in the election. How does a guy get 16 million more votes than Hillary and within 12 months, literally almost to the day, 12 months to the day of being inaugurated as president of the United States become a complete and utter political liability? Incidentally, the guy was always a political liability. We all know this. Everybody knows this. He was never uh, – even the explanation I give on here, which is the best one <laughs> the best one I've heard, by the way, is that people voted – You know, they were stirred up to hate Trump so much that they voted against Trump and not for Biden. And then over the course of time, they've come to really see what that means. They've come to see just how much better things were under Trump, under ideas and policies that much more uh, – closely reflect those of constitutional conservatism and, and limited government. But that, how does that explain 16 million? I mean, 16 million votes, folks, that is a lots of votes, lots of votes. How does one explain that? How does one explain for 16 million more votes than for him than for Biden than for Hillary four years previously? And then within, within 12 months, I would argue the day he took office, I would argue back to when he was campaigning from his basement, causing people to fall asleep, listening to his speeches on, in, as they were sitting in their cars, hitting their horns with their heads. I would maintain that it went back to that particular point in time. Remember the rallies? We had people sitting in circles, people sitting in cars with Trump was filling stadiums. I mean, none of this. I need someone to explain that. They've never even tried. They, the radical left, they, the Democrat Party, they, the media, not even one single attempt. And these folks can tell us things like the sea level in 100 years. They can tell us just how they can make every person get paid equally across the United States. They can do anything. They can manage all industries, healthcare, one-sixth of the economy, doesn't matter. Energy, they got the answers for everything, but they can't tell us that. That should at least cause us to scratch our heads. Don't you think? And that could, that should at least, we should at least have attempts at this. They don't even try. They don't even talk about it. They don't acknowledge it. They just kind of say, oh, things are, things are bad for Biden. And they don't even say it like that. They just kind of have to, it's so bad they have to acknowledge it. That's really the takeaway here. Quick time out. Changing gears when we get back, my friends. Sit tight. Back here in mere moments. Back in a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, 
Let's go to the other half of this equation as we square up for actually 2024. This is past 2022, but it's all related. There is, this is Breitbart. Dot, uh, Breitbart.com have a story here that says President Trump. So hypo- hypothetical GOP primary at this particular point in time. So we're still a ways out. I don't, this is, who knows, this could be completely and utterly worthless, conducted by McLaughlin, January 18th. Um... Here's the question. Here we go. Thinking ahead to the 2024 Republican primary election for president, if that election were held today, which of course it isn't, among the following candidates, for whom would you vote? Um, and here's the list of candidates. Uh, DeSantis. Oopsie daisy, what happened there? DeSantis, Pence, Nikki Haley, Mitt Romney, Marco Rubio, Candace Owens, Donald J. Trump. That lists everybody. Ted Cruz. I guess Ted Cruz was on there. There's others too. Um, Greg Abbott, Mike. Well. Yeah. Marco Rubio, Tim Scott, Christy Nome, Liz, <laughs> Liz Cheney. <clears throat> so, so that's the poll, right? Who would you vote for in a hypothetical primary today for president? The top two, we knew who the top two would be coming in, what well, we should know, Trump and DeSantis. The spread between Trump and DeSantis, though, is 40 points, 4-0, 40 points. So the polling goes like this, 53% Trump, 13% DeSantis. Um, Pence came in third at 9%. Nikki Haley at four, Mitt Romney at three, Candace Owens at two, Rubio at two, everyone else, which included uh, Ted Cruz, Tim Scott, Mike Pompeo, Greg Abbott, Christy Nome, Liz Cheney, saw 2% or, or less. Just sharing that with you because, I mean, you know, I just – it looks to me when I look at these numbers, when I look at you know these sorts of things, and remember, Trump hasn't even really fired it back up yet. Trump's kind of, I mean, he's he's had a, a rally or maybe a couple. Um, he releases press releases and makes appearances in media, but he's not gone all out again like he would during campaign season. Prepare to see a lot more about Trump, uh, a lot more of Trump. Um, and he's still up 40 points, having over half the people say they still wanted Trump to run. Um, in a crowded field here of, of names, 53% DeSantis is in second place with 13. So, I mean, the, I see a lot of names on here that would not be good for Republicans, but there you go. Trump, DeSantis leading the pack. And um, it's clear why. It's absolutely clear why. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. So, so what are the reasons? Well, I mean, the reasons that people prefer Trump and DeSantis still is because there are two problems with today's Republican Party. One, and you, I don't. This isn't in order. There's just two problems. One is that they 
are not, the candidates are not conservative enough. They're not principled enough. The other is that the candidates are big wimps. The candidates are often big wimps. And so the two biggest problems would be that Republicans either don't stand by their principles when they get into D.C. or they're not conservative enough to begin with or they're just big babies. And these two things kind of intersect at one point um, as well. But Trump and DeSantis have proven that they're not pushovers, they're not wimps, and they'll stand for things that conservatives like. I've got to go. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. SDG, take care.